Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. That was simply terrific. I don't even think we need to see any more auditions. Oh, what? We got one more? All right, send them in, but I think we've already made up our minds. Is this where I'm supposed to be? All right. Look, before we get started, I don't want to bullshit anybody here. I just want to tell you all as a courtesy. I, I don't think I'm right for this part here. And frankly... I really don't have time for it, but I just wanted to stop on by and say best of luck with the production, and thank you all for your time. Bye-bye now. McConaughey out. He's the one. He's in the picture. Drop the contracts. We're done here. Oh, boy. Oh, love Matthew. Love McConaughey. I don't know why I got all over the top Southern there and uh, cowboy-ish, but uh, it was fun. Anyway, this always has a point, and that point is, what is your point, Preston? Get to the point already. Well, I'll tell you. My point is just simply this. It's about desperation. That's right. We talk sometimes about some... uh, a little woo-woo stuff. Sometimes we talk about some practical stuff. This might, you think, on first glance, fall under the category of a little bit woo-woo, but really, it is pretty practical. If you can learn how to get rid of this, which is something, obviously, that we all have from time to time, and I still struggle with from time to time, but if you can get rid of desperation in your career, in your life, man, Things flow so much more easily into your life and into your career. Look, McConaughey at the beginning, that was just an example. I know that didn't happen. That wasn't something I pulled out of the McConaughey lore or anything. But that's just the way I would assume he would breeze into there, not even wanting the job, acting like he doesn't need it, whatever. And then they're just like, oh, oh, he's perfect. We, we want him. That stuff used to happen to me when I was acting. I've told this story before. I'll tell it again. So... Buckle your seatbelts, everybody. No, I've told this before, but you know, when I used to audition, when I would come in hungover, when I would come in feeling horrible, when I would come in like, hey, you know what, I don't even know if I you know, want this gig or if I have time for this gig. Those were the times I booked it, most times without a callback. And it's because there's a confidence there. There's like an I don't give a shit type feeling there that we're all attracted to. It's not so much that you. I want you to not give a shit. It's just that I want you to eradicate any sort of smell of desperation from anything you do. Because look, 
I'm going to go into it a little bit today and just show you how it can be unattractive and how it can potentially keep you from getting gigs, getting jobs, getting your art collected, all that stuff. So here we go. Now you might be saying to yourself, well, wait a minute, Preston. Are you telling me that I shouldn't care? Well, no, I'm not telling you to answer your question. Thank you for the question, by the way, but I'm not telling you that you shouldn't care. What I'm basically saying we should be trying to do is we should be trying to leave everything out on the field. Do everything you can, have the preparation, you know, develop the skill, put it all out there on the field, and then let go of the outcome. Basically, you want to go into something knowing that you've done the work, knowing that you've done the best you could, and then just okay, here it is. Here's what it is. Take it or leave it. And then just detach yourself from the outcome. Because when you are too attached to the outcome, when you're too attached to what you want the outcome to be, that's where the desperation comes in. Now, I understand this is difficult because we all want to succeed. We all might be trying to do this for forever since we were kids, like dreaming about becoming you know, a household name as an artist or dreaming about being in that blue chip gallery or having your art in museums or whatever it is. And when you get to places in your career where that could potentially happen or even just milestones in your career that you really want, that's like a, a step to the next place you want to be, you know, sometimes it's hard to not feel that desperation. But I feel like the more experience we get, the more that we trust ourselves, the more that we trust in our work and know that we're going to have other chances. That's the other reason why you get desperate is because you think this is the only chance you're ever going to have. So if you blow this, it's never going to come around again. Well, let me tell you something. In my 20 plus year career of trying to be a professional artist and being a professional artist and beyond doing school and cultivating my art skills and my body of work, I found that these opportunities are not, they're not a dime a dozen, but they, they come around. You know, if you give your best to something and you don't get it, that's okay. Something else is going to come around. It might even make way for something even better. So don't feel like if you don't get something, first of all, it's never going to happen again, because that's just not true. Over time, you will have many chances and many opportunities to shine as an artist and to have your work be collected or get into galleries or get into competitions or meet the right people, whatever it is. So this whole thing started the other night when Mags and I, my wife, we were streaming a show from Amazon Prime and it's a great show and, you know, the characters are awesome. And there's this one female character that I really like. She becomes a mother for the second time. And all of a sudden she's craving this contact from people and she feels like she hasn't had as much of a support group the second time around. And so she starts going to these mommy groups and she starts becoming like really desperate for this woman's attention and starved for attention. So when she hangs around with this person, it's just like you can smell the desperation on this actress does such a good job because even me liking her as a character, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't like this. I, I feel awkward. I don't, I, I, and I understand why this woman doesn't want to hang out with her. And the woman ends up basically saying, I don't want to see you. She kind of breaks up with her. And it just reminded me of so many times in our lives where we have that, where we want something so bad that we, and we're blinded by it, that we don't really see how that is coming across to the other person. I'll give you examples, you know, doing the shows with Shockbox and having people contact us. And, you know, I've had people like contact me at home, like call me at home or email me many times. And when is this, when is this going to, am I in like, even getting upset before the jury has been done and having to just calm them down and go like, look, this will happen in due time. All artists will be notified. Don't freak out about it. But the funny thing about that is, is even if this artist's work 
is amazing. It kind of does taint your work a little bit. You're like, oh man, I don't know. I just don't really feel like this person's ready. You know, it's that desperation that comes off. It's just, it rubs you the wrong way. None of us want to feel like we are working with somebody who's desperate or who's a loose cannon. Like you want to feel like the person is confident, like they're going to be able to talk to people. They're going to be able to showcase their work well. They're not going to do something crazy, you know, and that all comes from that desperation feel. I've talked about this before and I'll say it again. I'll say it again. You know, when you're reaching out to somebody, when you're reaching out to a gallery that you really want to be in or you want to be involved with, like I have galleries, I have like milestone galleries that I have become a part of or that I have ended up working with, but I tried to get into maybe a few times. And, you know, yeah, the work might not have been at a level that was quality and consistency that the gallery was seeing, but I really feel like there was a little bit more intangible stuff going on, like I wanted it too badly. Like if something was coming across in my email or my correspondence with them, that was just rubbing them the wrong way. Like I was so close, but I just didn't turn the corner and get accepted. And I feel like those times when I have, it's because I've kind of released that into the world. Like, you know what? I don't care or sometimes it's like my last time I'm going to submit to them. Like, you know what? I'm just going to give this one more shot. I don't really fucking care what happens. Those are the times that I get it because there is no real desperation there. It's just the work speaks for itself. You're reaching out again. You're showing them everything you have, but you don't have that desperate tone to the email or to the correspondence or to however you're talking to them. And I really strongly believe in that. Now we can cultivate that a little bit in our own lives, just by looking at the stuff that we're writing, taking a day before you send it, have somebody else look at it, go, how does this feel to you? What's the energy of this piece? What is the energy of this email saying to you? Does it come across as over the top? Does it come across as desperate? And if the person says yes, you know, take a moment with it, sit with it, question why you are so desperate to get into this gallery. And once you get into that right mindset. Maybe you've meditated over it for a while, or maybe you've just rewritten the email, or maybe you've just looked at it from a different light and a different perspective and just, "Ah, I don't know why I was obsessing about this so much. It's one opportunity, more will come, and then you rewrite it or you edit it and then send it out when you're happy with it. Those things really can make the difference. I know when I've gotten some things recently, it's just been like, look, here's my bullet points. This is what I've done. This is what I can, this is the value that I can add to you. This is why I want to work with you. I've done this, 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 and this, and, you know, kind of take it or leave it. Not in a douchey way where you're just like, this is what I've done and you should want me and blah, blah, blah. No, not cocky. It's a fine line between cocky and just confident. But people want confidence. People do respond to confidence and they want you to be confident. You want to work with confident people. If you don't believe me, think about things that have happened in your day job or, you know, in group dynamics that you've been in and and you've seen that person who's trying too hard or efforting too much or is coming across as a little desperate or needy. That is not a good energy to be around. That's not the type of energy that you want to work with. It's not the type of energy that you trust. And I really believe that if you're giving this in your presentation, it's going to really affect you no matter how good your work is. So when I say this is practical, I really believe it. Whatever it is, you can take courses, you can take public speaking courses, you can just do this by trial and error. A lot of times this comes with experience, I hate to say it, of just getting out there, doing shows, putting your artwork in front of people, getting in pop-up shows, and getting rejection after rejection after rejection. After a while, you don't really care anymore because you just developed a thick skin. That's why part of the process is just learning over time. And I guess what I'm saying is some people don't learn over time, so this is 
an important skill and an important perspective to develop in your career and in your life. But also, this could be a little way for you to hack the system a bit. If you're a younger artist and you're trying to get your work out there and maybe you don't have quite as much history in the art world or galleries under your belt, well, maybe you can come across as confident. Now, look, I want to underline this, and underscore this, not cocky. Don't come across as an asshole because that also repels people. I'm just saying confident, somebody who's fun, somebody who's engaging, somebody who has that energy about them that they are going to be great to work with. If you can cultivate that and you don't have quite as much experience, that might give you the upper hand over somebody who has more experience than you. So this is an important thing for us to at least think about in our art career. There are so many other areas in life where it's like this, you know, think about your dating history. Think about how many times you were so desperate to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, you know, whatever relationship you were trying to have in the past and maybe you were struggling with it. And then you got to a point where you just became comfortable with yourself or you just didn't care anymore. You were like, fuck it. I don't care. I'll be alone, whatever. And then boom, it happens. Somebody comes into your life. That has happened to me more times than I can count. And that's another version of when you're not desperate, things come to you. And even, you know, one of the episodes we talked about the law of attraction, whether you believe in the law of attraction or not, there's something to this too. It's about putting these things out there into the universe and not really caring about the outcome or not being like, this needs to happen now. No, you put it out there, you release it into the universe, and then you just move on. That's another form of not being desperate, just being confident, having the confidence of your convictions and you know having this good positive energy that you're putting out there and not expecting results from it. That's when things come to you. And that's when things come more effortlessly. Have you ever seen that person in your life? You're just like, why does this person always get this? They don't even care. They don't even seem like they care. Or like, this person doesn't care about money at all. And, and they get all this money. Look, why are they so wealthy? Why do these opportunities keep throwing themselves in their face? You know, well, I think it has to do with this lack of desperation. And in this lack of desperation, sometimes it's just a kind of flowing energy of, I don't really care about the outcome. I'm open to receive it, but I'm not going to over effort or block it by being like, "Ah, bring it to me, bring it to me. So I think at very least, this might be a good opportunity for you to start being aware of this in the people around you, in the people you work with, in the people you see out there in the world, in drivers on the street. There's a desperation in some people's driving and you can see it. Like I can almost see an accident ready to happen because of the desperation or the, you know, the frantic energy of, of the person in the car ahead of me or on the freeway sometimes. It's the same thing. Look for this out there in the world. Look for it in the art world. Look for it in people's creations. Look for it in relationship dynamics, look for it in the workplace, look for it in your family. And I think you'll see that this is true and there's something to this. I've seen it in my own life many, many times, whether it be in the music world, in the acting world, in the art world, or in the waiting tables world, all of those things. I've seen it on every single playing field that I've been on. In sports too, same thing. So this is just something that I want you to think about and I want you to think about and work on cultivating. Sometimes like a lot of stuff that I say, it's one of those things that just by being aware of it, you can kind of expose it and work on changing it. Start looking at your stuff. Start getting second opinions on some of your correspondence in the art world or even just how you're coming across in a gallery situation. Ask some friends. Ask somebody who doesn't necessarily know you very well because you know sometimes your friends are biased. Sometimes they don't want to give it to you straight because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Ask somebody who you barely know. Ask a gallery owner. Ask a stranger even. Just get that objective perspective and see how you're coming across to people. And I think that can be invaluable for you to put little tweaks in place 
and move forward with more confidence and less desperation. So that's it for today, everybody. Got a great interview coming up next week. Stay tuned for that, and we will see you next time. Well, shit, everybody. I realize that I, I might not have, uh, I might have misspoken the first time I was in here. I, I, I actually do need the part after all because, uh, let's face it, I got, I got a mortgage to pay and these horses won't take care of themselves, right? Am I right? <laughs> and, uh, look, let's, let's face it, I haven't worked in a while and I just need, I just need something to, to put on the resume and, you know, to put on my Instagram feed. So what, what, what do you say? Have, have, have I lost it? Have I shot myself in the foot here? Look, Matthew, can you step outside for a moment and give us a chance to deliberate? Well, well, sure. Uh, don't take too long now. McConaughey's out. Go with our first choice. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.